Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this week's episode of Damsels in the DMs. Dear Damsels, I have been dating my boyfriend for two years. He is being moved to Atlanta for work. He didn't ask me if I wanted to go with him, and I am confused on if I should ask to move with him or continue my life in SF. I am frustrated he has not been more upfront on what he wants to do about our relationship, especially because I'm willing to uproot my life for him. Best, long distance or let it go. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. What's the there's some damsels in the DM. Yeah. Yeah. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. And I'm Osh. Today, we had such a beautiful conversation with Alexandra Schelling, who is a relationship coach. She's actually located in Singapore, so we had a really fun time difference recording this one. But it was so great getting to connect with her because she has been in her relationship for 13 years now. We learned a lot about maintaining a relationship of a long time period, which obviously I know nothing about. So that was really useful in getting advice for that because, you know, we always are having advice with single people. So I was really excited that I. I got some advice finally to apply to my relationship and it was relatable to single people too you know she had yeah. some good advice um common problems that she sees within her single clients and it's applicable to a lot of other single people yes um <laughs> can't imagine this, who on this podcast can't imagine who i don't know who we're talking looking about. for her <laughs> the same her him we don't know yeah <laughs> Well, guys, let's get into it. Hello, Alexandra. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. How are yeah. you? I'm doing great. How about you? Good, good. We're so happy to have you on all the way from Singapore, which is, I don't even want to know what time it is over there right now. <laughs> it's fine. It's it's eight, but yeah, it's, it's 8 a.m. So it's fine. Well, anyway, please tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became a relationship coach. I know you've been with your husband for 11 years, so we want to hear all of your inspo and how you got to be where you are. Sure. So I actually, you know, years back, I had no idea what I wanted to do, to be honest, um, in terms of my career. So I thought I would, you know, go into corporate, uh, potentially move up the ladders. I don't know. But really, I enjoyed the corporate environment at the time. So I joined Um, Tesla for about three years and I stayed there for three years and it was such an amazing opportunity I really loved the team the company really got me into the whole atmosphere and the whole mission of the company so I stayed there for three years Um, switched departments went from sales marketing recruiting so I really saw different sides of the business Um, and after after a point kind of COVID hit obviously Mm -hmm. so we're all working from home Um, I couldn't you know uh, leave the, the country that I was supposed to leave to work with a new team. So everything kind of shifted and I started to work from home and 
I think it just gave me some some time, although we worked a lot, but still some time in the evening to to think about where I wanted to take this because I had to take a next decision to really commit to Tesla and say, okay, do I really move abroad now? Because they were moving me abroad after kind of the COVID situation was easing out. Mm-hmm. And do I give myself 100% to Tesla? I say this because it, it was really a full-time job, 100%. Um, or do I maybe start my own thing? And I started to just feel this kind of big sense and drive that I could do something in relationships. And it kind of came to me because I've been now with my husband, yeah, as you said, you know, 11 years. Um, now it's been already 13. So it just goes by so fast. And uh, that's what I, you know, I wanted to help people with because I've been learning so much in my journey. And I remember friends and family, uh, colleagues even would just always come to me in my free time, right? And ask me, how do you do this? How do you navigate long distance? Because we're in long distance. Um, how do you navigate this part of this challenge? And I just remember having so much fun aside from my job that I said, what if I could do this full time? And so it was a big dilemma because I guess, you know, like many things, when you want to go into entrepreneurship, it is a decision, right? It's a big decision. I'm sure you know that. And I remember talking to my boss and just telling him my dilemma, right? And he was so open. He was an amazing person. And that was when it all started, when I started to say, okay, I think I will consider this. And then in, you know, in the middle of COVID still, I decided to leave Tesla and start my own thing. And that's when I started my Instagram account, Toolbox for Love. And it all started from there. So I really started to, my mission was to to spread the word and the knowledge and deconstruct some stereotypes around relationships. Because I feel like there's so so much we can still do and so much we can learn and so much we don't learn. We don't naturally learn. I didn't learn a bunch of stuff that I know today. And it was all a learning journey. And I've would always get really confused when I saw people struggle in their relationships, have challenges in their relationship, and always think, wow, but I can help them, right? I've learned this sometimes the hard way. Um, so I want to share, you know, my lessons learned, my experiences. And then I went to, into all these, you know, becoming certified uh, in, in different areas, life coaching, relationship coaching, and other stuff. So long story short, I did not start as a coach, um, went first into corporate and then kind of went down this route because it was really a passion of mine and I wanted to combine experience and knowledge lessons learned all of that to spread the word so that's how it all started if that answers your question that's really amazing that you were able to do that and you know COVID was a good time for people to have you know like two years to figure out yeah well not even two years it was the first first like few weeks that we were in lockdown is where people started like really thinking about their jobs and what they want to do what they're passionate about and then they started these side hustles that have just taken over their whole lives and that's what they're living off of which is amazing that you were able to do that can you tell me a little bit more about your relationship um being married were you married for 11 years or you've known him for 11 years or been with him so we've been together since 2008 so yeah that's been that's been a while back and we actually just got married last year which a lot of people did not understand because we've been together for so long but we were very career oriented so since early on we said you know uh we want to really focus on on our career because we've seen people around us have regrets for not Mm -hmm. following their individual dreams and I always remember this from you know, the first time I met him and the first years we started dating, I always said, you know, I want to be with you. I want a future together, but I also have some individual dreams. I still don't know what they are, but they're going to happen. And him 
was the same. And just seeing people still regret certain decisions after 50 years of marriage, all of that, and having that resentment, I said, I do not want that. I want to be really straightforward from the beginning and see if this is something that we're both aligned uh, with. And it was, which actually took us through four years of long distance. He was living in London. I was living in Switzerland. Then I moved to Hong Kong. He stayed in Switzerland. So it was quite of, you know, uh, a few years of long distance. But it was always because we had that common goal of saying we want to stay together, but we do have individual dreams in the meantime, and then we'll kind of reunite. So we just got married yeah, last year. We were engaged for about two, three years. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how it all came. So we we actually met, yeah, pretty young. I was 14 at the time, almost 15. <gasps> yeah. And he was almost 18, so still 17. So wow. it, it feels weird when I say it now, but it just, yeah, it, it just, it just happened. Gosh, doesn't and, this sound yeah. like it's going to be my life? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I've been too? my boyfriend for like six, almost seven years. And we're the yeah. same way, like very career oriented, like mm. very much prioritizing that he lives in New York and I live in LA. So also the mm-hmm. long distance. Um, so yeah. we have a lot in common there. Um, yeah. But I'm yeah. curious about like what your single life was um, that you're able to relate to so many of your clients who are both single or trying to find partners or in relationships and what you learned from being single that you've brought into your relationship yeah so I think being single I wasn't let's say I I was single quite young let's say so until 14 so I had like you know these this these crushes and you know more like uh love when you're when you're still a kid kind of a teenager so it was a different kind of love but when I coach for example singles or when I have singles as clients it's more about how they want to enter the relationship uh how they want to also grow in the relationship, what are the expectations? What do they bring to the relationship? And there are so many, again, stereotypes that we bring to the relationship. And I remember having those stereotypes myself of going to the relationship and I kind of bring my whole self, but there's so much I still have to develop. And there's so much that I can learn in a relationship as well. So there's kind of this balance between individual work and working in on yourself in the relationship because you'll get triggered. You'll have to learn how to communicate. So it's like, I feel like there's always that balance of saying, I work with singles because it's like you you develop personally, but then I also work with couples and individuals in a relationship because there's so much that goes into the dynamics of learning how to interact with each other, learning about each other. And that's kind of the whole other part. So it was really what I brought to the relationship and so many things that, you know, I had to learn with my partner afterwards and learn kind of how to create our own relationship and away from stereotypes and away from what people thought we should do. I mean, people thought we should, we had to get married. Um, I remember so much pressure going on um, after about five years together. It was like, you've been together for five years. Why are you not, you know, not engaged? Why are you And you were 19 at the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Crazy. So it was, but it was, it was more about you've been together for, for a long time. So why are you not committing? It was more about like, something's wrong if you're not committing, right? Or, or why are you still doing long distance? I mean, long distances, like long distance relationships don't work, right? So a lot of stereotypes. And I think I had to deconstruct that for myself and see what do I want and reduce the noise. And I think that is something that we can all do. Amen, sister. I feel this like all the time. And it's weird for me because I feel like societal perception is like Mm -hmm. the one that's saying like, oh, you should be married. Like it's time to be married, blah, blah, blah at a certain age. But when I look at all of my friends, 
all of them are not married. I have mm-hmm. one married friend. So it would also like feel weird to me that I'm going to go be the first one and like, um, you know, start the whole marriage circuit when I am not like there yet or feel like yeah. that is where I want yeah. to be going at this point. Yeah, exactly. You really have to feel that. And that's what, yes, that's how I felt like I was going against the current sometimes. And mm-hmm. this was, you know, close family, close friends who had the best intentions. So I really, wow. you know, saw this as something that I might have to consider because you go to friends, you go to family for relationship advice, but they're always subjective. So you really want to say, okay, what do I kind of take from this? And what do I want? Because they're all very different. And mm-hmm. there will always be something that maybe someone will say, you know, now it's when, when, when do you have kids? When this, when that. So it's, it's, it's a matter of what you want at the end of the day. And sometimes it'll be harder because it's, you're really um, going against the current with people that you really love. So you want to kind of set those healthier boundaries and learn to kind of keep them in, in your, in your life, in your circle, but also know when to say, all right, maybe this is not a topic I want to discuss, or we can discuss it, but this is how I want to live my life. So really have those healthier conversations. And that's been a learning journey too. Yeah, that's, it's all about boundaries, you know, setting those boundaries with people that you love that feel like they can just give you unsolicited advice. Um, But I have a question for you. So you've been with your husband since you were 14. I'm still, I'm still not past that. That's amazing. Um, And so you two were able to, you kind of grew up together, right? In these 11 years, like your relationship, you've gone from 14 to whatever age you are now, these 11 Mm -hmm. years of just like, I'm sure you guys have changed so much from obviously 14 to where you are now. Have you guys been together the whole 11 years or was it like kind of, you know, like, like just friends or, Mm -hmm. you know, like going on a break or what was that? What was those 11 years like? So we actually met even a year before that. And I remember us just talking and just becoming really good friends and then we, we decided to get together in about, let's say, three, about three years together. Um, I almost broke up with him. And I talk mm-hmm. about this a lot on my Instagram, sto- uh, not just stories on my feed, uh, because people are really interested to know why and what happened and how we reconnected. So I'm, I really talk about all of that because it is a real thing, right? When you feel like what was hard was we, we talked about our, like our, our dream, like our future together. Um, since the very first day, which felt really weird um, for me, at least, because I wasn't really looking for something long term, but it happened. And we kind of talked about, you know, what will our future look like, all of that. But then after three, two, three years, I just felt like we were, I just thought to myself, maybe we're incompatible. We have a lot of misunderstandings. Um, I don't feel understood. Him saying we would get into the same cycles of conflict. And I would start to develop doubts, for example. So I really started to question, is the relationship wrong? Are we doing something wrong? And that's when I started my journey to develop, not just myself, but also learn skills and tools for the relationship. And kind of from there started my path. I think that's when it's all started to then 10 years later, become a relationship coach. But we did have a moment of almost breaking up and we kind of decided to, to stay together, but it was a whole conversation. It was a lot of setting standards for our relationship, setting expectations, um, communicating openly, because my communication style is more bottling things up first and hoping for the other one to understand, whereas there was so much that had to be done first uh, to even have a healthy conversation. So I didn't know how to have the healthier conversation. I would bring stuff up. 
Um, it would always blow up, vice versa. And that was the first thing. And then a little bit later, I was, and this was also something that happened here, but it also happened later. I was attracted to other people as well during our relationship. And so that was one of the reasons also why I decided to break up in the first place in the first episode, let's say, um, <laughs> because I had this reason to leave also. I was like, this is not working. I have maybe something better. I'm just going to jump to the next relationship because this is not working. And I thought that, you know, him, you know, he had something that was not working or I, you know, whatever, but the relationship was just not working. So I thought maybe jumping to a new relationship would just be the solution. That was the first episode. The second one was when, again, I was in a new job. It was an internship, so it was quite a short time. And it was in the hotel industry. So I don't know if you've worked in the hotel industry, or you know the hotel industry, but there are many men. Um, mm. You talk to different people. They're really friendly, at least from my experience. And so, I, again, I developed an attraction to someone else. And I remember us being in this position because he went through exactly the same at the exact same time, which was really weird. And I remember us saying, should we now break up? Like, should we give each other a break? Not break up, but give each other a break to kind of explore other things because we've been together for so long. And that was a real conversation we had to have. But we developed all these communication skills to even have that open conversation. Anyways, we decided to still stay together. We said, let's not go down that route because we really believe in our relationship. But let's really focus on making our relationship amazing and something that we really enjoy so that we don't feel like tempted to be um, drawn to other people it's fine to be attracted to find someone attractive all of that but we want to you know feel like our needs are being met in our relationship that we understand each other that we can communicate together um, and that was the whole let's say foundation setting that we had to do and again as you see it took us like ups and downs long distance later yeah. on attraction to others doubts all of that but that's through the work that we did there that's how we built the solid foundation and since then it's been stable. Of course, ups and downs and challenges, but we know how to tackle them. I think that's the difference because challenges will arise. That's why I always say that conflict will arise. We'll have arguments. I talked about this on Sunday. We had a big argument on Sunday, but 15 minutes later, it was it was fine because we know how to talk about it. And I think that's the place you want to get to. And that's what yeah. I help clients do. I have a friend who's in a very similar position as you as she started dating her boyfriend when she was like 14, 15, and mm -hmm. she's almost 30 now and she's just about to get married. And she also, she actually lives abroad as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's something about like, when you've been dating for so long and you've grown up together, you yeah. really like develop this trust where there yeah. isn't as much of a rush to get married because you have yeah. so much trust in the other person and in the relationship that you don't need something else to solidify it like marriage because you already believe in the relationship. I grew a lot like you did in my relationship. And I feel like in a way that that makes the relationship so much stronger because like that person has already seen you at like at your worst, not at your worst, but like at the worst that you've been on your journey because you're growing so much. Mm -hmm. um, and there's something in that where like a person can really see how you've begun to flourish on your own mm -hmm. that I think really does strengthen the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. You can really decide to grow with the person yes. as an individual, but also together. Cause there's so much that I talk about co-creation it's, mm -hmm. you know, we, we have all of these shoulds, like a relationship should be this way. Uh, my partner should do this, or, you know, this is how relationships should go. Like there's so many, many rules that we have, again, as you said, you know, society yeah. or friends, family, like so much that goes on and so much noise, right? So it's 
to say, what do we want to create? And you can definitely grow in a relationship. It's actually one of the best places to grow because that's where you also get the most challenged and the most triggered yeah. usually because you're with another person, very different, and you kind of have two worlds collide. So it's like, how do you do this? So if you master that, you can you know, master so many other areas too. Exactly. I've watched Lauren handle her long distance relationship so beautifully. You know, they make... Um, they meet each other halfway, they make sacrifices, like Lauren, you really have done it so well. Um, but what advice do you have for people who are having difficulty in long distance relationships? How can they keep that spark in their relationship? Yeah, so when it comes to, you know, making things work in a relationship, whether it's long distance or not, I always recommend to, you know, start by understanding yourself, but also your partner, because we have all of these expectations and assumptions and that will even set you up for success if you start to understand your partner, how they feel most loved, how they want to reconnect, what their standards are, what their expectations are, and also for yourself. What is that for yourself? Um, so in long distance, for example, a way to kind of, uh, you, I mean, there are many ways to reconnect. I'd say, you know, reconnect on a regular basis, but maybe some couples prefer to, you know, keep their separate lives and just reconnect once a week. I've had that too in in, in clients. So it's not like a one size fit all, but that's where it kind of comes to what do you, you want? What does your partner want? And what do you want for the relationship? And that comes back to the co-creation part. So I've had many clients in long distance uh, relationships and they all do it very differently, which is really interesting. So, you know, I might recommend talk to each other every day, but they might not feel that, right? They might prefer to actually talk to each other every two days to reconnect. Um, but then that also goes into how do you reconnect? What do you, you know, a long distance relationship is also a place to grow and to learn, right? To learn to trust each other as well, to learn so many things about each other because you're not seeing each other all the time. And it's so you can really see it as an opportunity to grow and set those solid foundations in a difficult or challenging life stage, I'd say, right? Not everyone does long distance. I remember people saying that I was just crazy for doing it because it never works. And it was a constant, you know, message that I'd receive. And I almost thought it was true, right? I almost said, maybe long distance relationships never work. And maybe I should not be doing this. But it's about what do I create around it? How do I reconnect with my partner? Um, how often do we see each other? Or do we talk to each other? And you can start to build up these little rituals to reconnect. But you want to first know, how do you want to reconnect? Um, what does that mean for you? So it's kind of go back to the co-creation part a little bit because I don't want to kind of make it a one size fit all, but just to say that it's a really great learning opportunity if you see it that way, right? You can see it yeah. as this is super challenging. It will never work. Or you can say, all right, this is challenging, but we're going to learn from it. And once you learn from it, you become such a strong team. And it's really beautiful to be able to say we've overcome that, right? Yeah, I completely agree. I also think that it is easier when you've built a strong foundation in your relationship to then go be long distance because you can look at it as you're saying I think of it as like a study abroad period in your relationship you know <laughs> like you just take some time to go be independent to focus on your life focus on your friendships build up your career and um you know then I think it can be really powerful for relationships and really strengthen it but I think it is much harder for newer relationships when they're just entering a long distance period because you haven't established trust yet and you haven't like gotten to really know the person and know the way that that person loves to be loved and it's so true and that's why I always recommend to also start early to learn these things right mm -hmm. to not wait until things just feel too late 
because in our society we don't necessarily learn the skills um for a relationship right we learn so many things in school um, at home as well but we don't necessarily learn how to communicate um how to show curiosity how to listen just how to listen that is just something right if you can make someone feel validated and acknowledged it really shifts the conversation just that simple but it's it's a practice so when you enter a relationship and you start a relationship almost in a long distance and i've had people in that period right it's how how open are you to learn how open are you to learn new skills uh, new ways of thinking as well new perspectives um, that will set you up for success because sometimes it does require some deconstructing of again mm -hmm. stereotypes or things that we learned that might not have worked for others or things like that so it's about yeah. okay how can i take charge of, of that right now before it becomes too late because i see so many relationships that have so much potential for being amazing yeah but they don't work because of you know that lack of skills or lack of tools and I was the same before I almost broke up because of that so I totally understand yeah all right guys before we continue with the show I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash believe. Again, that's noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. And what do you see as the most common issues for your clients who can't either find a partner or um, sustain a relationship? Hmm. A lot of different things, but what I would say is it's kind of staying stuck in, in patterns in the same kind of patterns that usually gets a couple stuck or someone who is, has difficulty finding something, someone. So it might be expectations. It might be a pattern of having very high standards, very high. I'm not saying high because high, I think is still important. You can have very mm -hmm. high standards and meet them. Right. But it's almost to the unrealistic side um, of expectations that I sometimes see. And it's like, someone has to tick all of the boxes yeah. And that's where I say, become the person, right. That you want to be with. Don't, you know, just wait for the checklist. Cause that's mm -hmm. how I've seen also oh, friends and, and other people <laughs> stay, stay single for a long time. Right. So <laughs> no one's perfect, but, um, but that, that's one thing. That's, that's definitely one thing. So it's to say, okay, what are the expectations? Um, you know, we bring so many rules to the relationship as well. We bring so many rules. Uh, my partner should be this, or should do this, or if, if he or she loves me, they will do this. This is very, very, very common. So we make up all of these rules and it's to say, okay, have you, first of all, expressed them? Are they realistic? How, 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 you know, how possible are they to be met by your partner in the first place? And so I think, you know, that's the first thing. It's like, what do we create in our minds that we want a relationship to be? Because 
usually when you're unhappy in a relationship, it's it's because of an unmet expectation and unmet needs. So you want to say, okay, what is that? The other part is also what I see is um, we expect our partners to change or we hope our partner will change. And so we kind of put the, right? So we kind of put the control outside of ourselves, right? And I see, I see. Yeah. It's funny that you say all of this because yeah, those are all of my problems. I <laughs> seem to think that people are mind readers and, mm-hmm. you know, they should just already know what I want. Yep. And when they don't, I'm disappointed. Yep. That's why I've been really focusing on like not having high expectations of anyone because mm-hmm. you cannot control what other people's actions are. You can only control yourself, but also um, hoping people change or thinking that I can change them. And I'm just going to blame it on a Libra thing because I think this is a, just a Libra thing, it's not an Osh thing. <laughs> but, but you know, it's, it's good to have expectations. I always talk about, you know, clients talk a lot about boundaries, um, but I want to also kind of give another side and say standards I like to think of standards because boundaries is can be really harsh and can be uh it you want to talk about I talk about healthy boundaries for me it's not the same uh boundaries can be putting up a wall when you shouldn't maybe be putting up a wall because you want to have maybe a conversation for me it's around standards so I think it's really healthy to have standards and to be very clear about what you want to tolerate because if you're not happy in your relationship is it maybe because you're tolerating something or you're not expressing something Thing, right yeah. so you want to also go into into that so I think standards are important expectations are are normal right um, but then you want to say okay what is realistic what is not realistic and how can I even communicate this to my partner so we can start being on the same page um, and, and kind of grow together through that and set our own expectations for the relationship so I totally get you I feel like 100% of my clients not even just 90% 99% but 100% of them hope their partner will change or hope that their partner will mind read and I sometimes do that myself too um so it's it's just yeah I think it's normal but it's yeah about what to do about that right <laughs> I like that because I feel like I really like low expectations in general <laughs> I feel like when my expectations are low I'm always pleasantly surprised and I mean that like in pretty much all contexts like restaurants um <laughs> going on a trip like hanging out with a friend, like low expectations always make me happier, I swear. But I think when it comes to relationships and friendships, like Mm -hmm. having high standards and high Mm -hmm. moral ground and making sure that you're on the same moral playing field as your partner, I think that's more important, at least for me, than expectations. Exactly, exactly. That's how you can start setting those foundations because you have those standards for yourself and you're not giving up your control and you're saying, okay, this is my standard. How can we work around this? What is your standard? And have a conversation and see if things have to be adjusted or uh, improved, of course, right? But yeah, that's yeah. really great. One last question before we get into let to the letter is about sure. um, how to keep the spark alive in long relationships. I'll come kind of back to the understanding your partner because there are different ways that you might want to keep the spark alive. What, what my partner and I do is, is understand, first of all, uh, things like love languages. There's this concept mm. called the five love languages that we use. Yes. Um, the first tool we actually learned, and it was just eye-opening when we learned what's that yours? early on. Mine is physical touch. Oh, and what's your um, husband's? His is quality time first. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like that. I like. Yeah. I feel like all men, it's always physical touch. So I like that he has a different mm. one. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny you say that because I see this very often with my clients. They will first say physical touch, and then we kind of 
we deconstruct what physical touch means mm. and what the others mean. And then they're like, oh, I think it's words of affirmation if I had to choose, or it's this if I had to choose. So it's it's really interesting to dive deeper in the love languages because um, there's a whole section called you know dialects. So we really dive deeper into what that means for each person. And that resolves a lot of conflict in the first place. So I feel like, you know, keeping the spark alive is, is understanding each other. Love languages is just one of many, many tools, but it's a really great way to start, I feel. So we know each other's love language, but then mm. in a 13 year relationship now, what we do is, is these rituals to kind of reconnect. We have uh, during the day, very specific moments where, where we reconnect. It's not to the dot. It's not like to the hour and the minute, but we know that we're going to eat dinner for example together I know that I wake up really early he wakes up later but I'll have my lunch when he has his breakfast or we'll have coffee at the same time like coffee chats and we have this really like let's say um, I say weird thing but but a lot of people on Instagram really like this is my birthday is on a 27th his birthday is on a 15th and so every day at 327 so it's 1527 if you look at that that way we send each other a quick note or a text Aww. or we go even in a long distance relationship we we get, you know a missed call or whatever it was it was too expensive to text at the time or stuff like that and it was just these little rituals because we're so different we're really really different we have common values and common goals all of that but we are very different individuals and so we had to find ways to reconnect and even if we're working both from home you can be physically in the same space and not feel emotionally connected. So it's like, yes, how do you still reconnect, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's about keeping the spark alive, at least for us, working now in the same space, going from long distance to this. It was say, how do we still keep our rituals? How do we maybe create new ones? And we just created some new ones and be consistent with them. So mm-hmm. it really depends on everyone, but you want to kind of say, okay, how does my partner feel most understood? How do I feel most understood and loved and appreciated? Because that will open so many doors and we'll help you then say, okay, how do we keep the spark alive and find our ways to keep the spark alive? So if that answers a bit more of your question. Yeah. My boyfriend, he's in business and he'll be listening to a podcast or something. And I'll just be like, oh yeah, you're listening to another money podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. A money <laughs> podcast. That's all that it's about. Mm-hmm. Exactly, 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 just as you said, you know, showing interest could be a way to keep the spark alive, your partner will feel so valued and so validated and, you know, will want to reciprocate, because this is also something that I see is, that's why I keep coaching individuals, because it creates a ripple effect when you show up differently, when you Mm -hmm. react differently, when you respond differently, but we always think that our partner has to change or has to come in the sessions with you right but it's to say there's so much that we can do through you and whether the relationship works or not in the end you will have so many skills you will have built your toolbox that's why I call it toolbox with different tools that you can use yeah so that's why individuals is is really powerful to work with yeah that's amazing and I want to use your toolbox to get into this letter and see if we can give this damsel our advice let's do it Dear damsels, I have been dating my boyfriend for two years and he is being moved to Atlanta for work. He didn't ask me if I wanted to go with him and I am confused on if I should ask to move with him or continue my life in SF. 
He has not expressed to me whether he wants to be long distance or if he wants to break up. Our relationship has been pretty good and I am scared to approach the conversation with him. Also, shouldn't he be the one asking me what I want to do? Is this a red flag he hasn't brought it up to me? Also, should we do long distance if that's an option? I want to be with him, but I am frustrated he has not been more upfront on what he wants to do about our relationship, especially because I'm willing to uproot my life for him. Best, long distance or let it go. I do think that it is kind of on him since he's the one going through this career change. Um, Like, I think the mature thing of him to do would have been not to put it on her um, and say like, hey, um, I'm getting this change, but I really care about you. Um, I don't want you to have to uproot your life. So because I don't want to make you go through that, like I'd be happy to do a long distance relationship. But if you'd like to move to Atlanta with me, I would also love to embark on this journey with you. Like it bothers me that this person didn't have the maturity to do that. But I also think that a lot of times it's out of fear. Um, So I think that there is a large possibility that he was just scared on what you would say or what you would Mm -hmm. want to do. So he didn't come up with a plan because he was afraid of what you would say, which makes me think that you might just have to be the bigger person in this situation. If this is what you want to do, and this is what you want, if this is somebody that you want to be with, then I think you are just going to have to tell him um, like, hey, I'm willing to go with you. And I'm also willing to do long distance. Like I want to be with you and I'm willing to make sacrifices for our relationship. And like, I think you can express to him that like, you wish he would have come up with a plan. Like, I think that's totally fair for you to be honest about that. I would certainly be honest about that and say like, I would have expected you to, you know, make some suggestions on what we could do. And honestly, I think his reaction will tell you everything you need to know. Cause he's either going to be like, yes, immediate. Yes. I want to keep our relationship going. I'm so happy you said that. And he'll respond kindly. And if he doesn't respond kindly and he's vague about it, then I think you have everything you need to know here. I, that would have been my first question when he told, if he told me that he was moving Mm -hmm. to Atlanta, my first question out loud to him would have been like, okay, so what does this mean for us? Do you want to do long distance? Do you want me to move with you? I'm more than happy to move with you or more than happy to do long distance. I know. Can you imagine being in this moment? Like, congrats. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, congrats. But like, that's awesome. I'm really happy for you. But like, what's going to happen with us? Yeah. And the fact that he didn't bring it up and, you know, you've been together for two years, that shows you guys got to work on your communication. Mm -hmm. You know, both of you, you're, you can't just, okay. Yeah. This is a thing that's happening. It's his, it's his, um, life that's making or it's him that's making this big change but you need to be able to communicate as well and and have that um that being comfortable to like be like hey what's so what are we what are we doing you've been together for two years so it's not like it's been a few months where you're still kind of shy and can't have that conversation two years is a it's a significant amount of time and I think this is typically what we were talking about before is you know, ch- challenges are an opportunity to grow. I don't know if I say that, said it this way, but a relationship is an opportunity to grow. And I think, as you said, you know, um, this is a really great time to communicate about that because from my perspective, yes, I understand that, you know, it's, it's definitely a valid question is, you know, I would expect him to have this conversation with me, but as Lauren, you said as well, is this, this might be a moment where you can also walk the talk and be the bigger person and show him, how can we, how you can communicate right in your relationship what you expect and also um what you're willing to do for the relationship and, and stating that intention of saying you know i'd be ready to move so i really want to have this conversation and see if this is going somewhere right because i 
personally from from experience um it comes from that fear definitely it comes from um a place of also not knowing how to respond to this i'm sure he doesn't know how to handle this this might be his first long distance relationship this might be you know a big decision for him right now he might have also other uh things going on uh if it's you know work related i'm sure there are other stuff going on um and it's about understanding i i, I wouldn't flag it as a red flag i think this is a really common thing we we say is this a red flag or not so it's very black and white whereas here you can go into curiosity and saying you know I, i'd be ready to go for it um and also then yes seeing his reaction but knowing that his reaction depending on how you approach it how you approach the conversation might shut him down or make him open up that is so crucial you can approach a situation in two diff- different ways same words same intention but he'll react very differently and what you want to see there is if he reacts strongly or shuts down or has something that just shuts off the conversation you want to really see okay you know maybe this is because he doesn't know how to react another way how can i approach it differently or um can i show him that i'm open to the conversation so that he feels safe to open yeah. up to me and that will because you said the, the relationship is is pretty good you know it has been pretty good so it feels like there are a lot of good stuff there and you want to say okay how can we do this right and have the conversation the conversation will help you decide um kind of how this will go but it's a really great learning opportunity for both of you right how you bring things up and for him to see that you're open and you're you know a safe place to go to to talk about these challenging things will help you set solid foundations if you decide to stay together yeah. but it's really about showing curiosity and being very open about your intentions too and not pointing fingers because pointing fingers shuts someone off Yeah. So you, you want to really mindful of, of how you approach the situation. So it's like giving you different perspectives here. But and I just wanted to note one last thing that I had uh, seen as well as you were reading through it is we talked about we create so many rules in our mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. And so here I typically see a few rules. Um, you know, uh, you know, he didn't ask me X Y Z, so it means X Y Z, right? And we all do this. Yeah. these are typically yes. rules that we create right and that creates emotions that creates thoughts and that creates the outcome so you feel confused you feel frustrated because you have this this story right and it's a very valid story we all have a story that we tell ourselves in those moments but there are always two sides of a coin so when you really see what is his side too and that will open up the conversation when you can have a conversation about your different perspectives and it's not about who's right and who's wrong yeah it's giving yourself more space to have that gray area Um, to talk about. Yeah, I love that. I think to summarize, when you bring up this conversation, pocket all your feelings about anger that that he didn't come up with a plan, pocket your feelings about it being a red flag and just bring it up with kindness and warmth and yeah. understanding for your partner that this could be having a coming from a lot of different places and that there's mm-hmm. this could be really hard for him as well. Um, and just make sure that you approach the situation with so much empathy um, so that you guys can really work it out together. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Love it. Well, Alexandra, thank you so much for joining us today. We learned so much from you um, and it was so great getting to hear all of your incredible advice. Thank yeah, you as well for having me. Very, very fun. Very fun conversation and really great questions as well. And I love the letter too. So I hope this will... This will give some more clarity to to your listeners too. Definitely. Amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time, it's going down in the DMs. Bye. Bye.
DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.